This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 149. Hey, thanks so much for listening, and I know you're going to enjoy this episode. So here's the thing. If you want some help setting up your marketing, specifically installing the tools and a system that continually brings in extra listings and sales, we're now accepting private clients. And if we make the decision to work together, you'll be getting proven ideas, an abundance of resources, and some bankable accountability. If you head over to topagentsplaybook.com forward slash private, you'll find a short letter where I share more about the kind of agents we're looking to work with in our private client group. So if you think we might be a fit, I've included a short form so I can learn a bit more about your business and we can set up a time to talk personally. Once again, that's topagentsplaybook.com forward slash private. Thanks so much and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Last month, real estate mindset coach Jet Xavier took 11 people on the journey of a lifetime. At 5,380 metres, or 17,600 feet, Mount Everest Base Camp is the final resting place and launch pad for an attempt to summit the world's tallest mountain, which is 9,000 metres, or 29,000 feet. From all reports, the trek up to the base camp is gruelling, and not all of Jet's team were successful. Some people succumb to altitude sickness faster than others, but everyone pays a price for breathing thin air. As you'll discover in a moment, it was an epic adventure, but also a great personal challenge as the team faced a number of serious obstacles, along with the constant temptation to quit. Jet's forte is helping agents achieve their personal goals and ambitions by giving them the tools to influence and change their mindset. If we accept that personal success, which by the way I define simply as happiness, is the result of a series of decisions, then anything you can leverage to make the best decisions has got to be worth it. The good news is that in real estate, it's easy to identify the things that hold us back. Things like overcoming procrastination and beating back distractions. Things like beating stress, staying optimistic and jumping on the phone to make those calls and things like picking yourself up after a setback and developing resilience with mental toughness, which, by the way, I believe is something anyone can acquire if they want. But I already know what you're thinking. These things are easier said than done. If anything on this list is holding you back, I believe Jet 7 Power Mindset Hacks will deliver the solutions you're looking for. You can download them now at topagentsmindset.com. A trip to Everest Base Camp can only be described as an extreme adventure. And it's interesting to listen to Jet share his experience of the adventure so soon after he got home. Jet's a guy who likes to think deeply about things, and he had plenty of time to do just that on this trip. In fact, he came up with 10 mindset ideas for agents, and he'll share them during this interview. You may have seen that a number of climbers who were at Everest Base Camp at the same time as Jet last month 
didn't make it back from the summit alive. In fact, people have perished on their way to base camp itself, which gives you some idea of just how risky the trek can be. Personally, I have learned a lot from JET in the last year, and many of my own private client group have told me how much JET's download has helped them as well. For me, a self-confessed distraction junkie, learning the power of focus and discipline has helped me take things to the next level. Acquiring the skill set to think and plan better has been an enormous help, as well as taking a moment to pause and breathe before launching into a decision I'll later regret. I've learned life is not so much about what happens to you, it's how you handle what happens to you that really counts. I think you'll enjoy this interview with Jet. His teachings are things of value and his guidance is a shining light for many on a dark highway. All that and more coming right up. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly brought to you by Jiggler. Jiggler is the creative, do-it-yourself, online marketing platform top agents are flocking to. Build everything in minutes right on your desktop. From marketing flyers, reports, lead generators, and social media posts, Jiggler has hundreds of templates waiting for you to customize, download, and print or post. Get started today and try Jiggler free at Jiggler.com. That's J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. Well, Jet Xavier, welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast. How are you doing, my friend? Good, mate. Yourself? I'm very well, thank you. I wanted to get you on the show, and thank you for doing this at short notice, but you are fresh back from base camp Mount Everest, and uh, I followed your adventures online or, or, or where I could, and it just sounds like somewhere between an epic adventure and an amazing trek. Tell me, uh, um, got any key takeaways? What was it like? I've got, I've got actually got 10 key takeaways, mate, okay. today. But the, 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 the biggest thing that relates to what we're going to talk about is, you know, how it, relate, how it reflects on the mindsets of top agents. Okay. Um, there are a lot of parallels with doing a trek. I mean, uh, we took 11 um, real estate agents from the Australian market. There's the, there's the group. And, and this was actually a, a personal development program. It wasn't just a trek. This is an opportunity for people to go on a day-to-day uh, journey within themselves around uh, their own development and around uh, what makes a great human and, and mindset was definitely one of those things or, or many of those things. And um, we had uh, about 15 days we trekked in and we landed in Kathmandu, flew to Lukla, which is one of the most dangerous airports in the world, uh, survived that. Uh, we got 10 people out of the 11 to base camp. Um, no one was injured or hurt. One person just couldn't get there the last day, had to be chopped back. Um, but, mate, it was an eye-opening experience and definitely a life-changing experience for those who came, came along. And I'm looking forward to sharing these 10 things that sort of came up for me and how they relate to uh, particularly top agents and the way that they think because I think yeah. we can learn a lot. Yeah, from 100%. Happening. Tell me, um, uh, I can just hear listeners asking, tell us about the, I mean, you don't have to mention any names, but they know who they are, but the people that went, were they in real estate? How old are they, yeah. men and women? Yeah, made uh, mid-20s to 50s, uh, okay. principals, 
uh, agents. We had a couple of random other businesses. We had a personal trainer and an, an electrician there as well. But uh, most of the people uh, owned their own real estate business or were real estate agents um, in, in the Australian space at, at least. And um, we're looking for an opportunity to have a challenge, one, um, to develop themselves uh, and grow personally and, and test themselves. Yeah, uh, and we have an amazing, uh, epic experience, which is which is what it was. Yeah, well, uh, that's all about experiences, isn't it? As you mentioned, we were just talking before I press record, and and uh, uh, you know, an, an experience is is the one thing that 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 that's so powerful it can stay with you for the rest of your life, which mm -hmm. I'm sure it will. Yeah, it's. I mean, you have 15 days with this with the, a, a great team, and the team. You know, the great thing about these guys and girls was that they rallied around each other and supported each other and people overcame fears of heights, overcame fears of getting across bridges. You know, we didn't shower for four days there at one stage. Nice. Um, there was a bit, a bit of sickness. Um, so the, the team, it was a good, you know, um, good way to see how people operate under pressure yeah. and, uh, and, and, and their abilities come to the front. So... It sounds like a journey, sort of both physically and mentally, and and uh, everything involved with that sense of the word, because there was so much going on. Yeah, definitely. The concept was to take a group of real estate agents to one of the most incredible, challenging places in the world mm -hmm. and help them grow. Uh, yeah. That was that was pretty much it, and and I think we, I think we did it. Um, um, I think we we changed some lives, and and people really stepped up within themselves. I mean, some people overcome some great obstacles. I mean, we had people there at different times, just totally exhausted, spent, wanting to, to quit, yeah. uh, but, but pushed on. So it was, it was an amazing thing to be a part of and uh, I'm glad that we could do it. And hopefully we can run it again next year as well. Oh, base camp. That's we awesome. Did, did you find yourself kind of, kind of coaching um, your team to, uh, to do what they needed to do to, to get where you had to um, it's a good question, right? Because like, what I what I wanted to do was just facilitate a process, yeah. Um, not lead an expedition. Um, and I learned a really important thing about leadership. First, personally, I guess, and and for me, that great leadership is the ability to be not seen yet achieve the job at hand. Um, and you know, that's something that got me the first couple of days when I saw how the team started to get together and people started to step up and people started to support. And I thought, hang on, I don't, I don't need to lead this. Yeah. I, I just, I'm tagging along almost. Yeah. I just need to facilitate the process, run the personal development uh, program in the morning and at night that when we did it. But my leadership will be shown by how much I'm not seen actually okay. <laughs> as, as opposed to being seen. And, you know, I think that's the way I approached it, which is, um, you know, for me, a little bit of a different take on leadership as well. Yeah. So I, I, that's a lesson that I learned. And, you know, the, the, team, the team took a hold of it. The team took it forward. The team had their heroes and the team had their <clears throat> emotional supporters and the team had their comedians and the, the team had the people that motivated. And, um, I, you know, I really, like I said, I felt like I was along for the ride yeah and, and and that was the type of leadership uh that i think i needed to to sort of to do yeah yeah kind of leading by example i guess i know that's a bit cliche but uh you're there and participating like everybody else 
Yeah, I mean, the group just created its own dynamic and it, it had its own own flow. And, you know, I, I was almost, you know, um, separate from it at times, just letting it do its thing yeah. um, and letting them build their relationships and they've built many good friendships and, and stuff. As opposed to thinking at the start, I would be sort of in, in amongst it all the time, leading it from the front, guiding, directing. Uh, when it was a yeah, it was a different experience from from yeah. a leadership point of view. Definitely you, interesting. You were good enough to uh, when you got the opportunity to send me the odd note, and um, one of your messages talked about the ideas that the and the parallels and the challenges for agents, and you know some of the mindset stuff that you and I've been talking about for top agents, etc. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I've I've been looking forward to this day, to this to this time. It's a beautiful yeah. afternoon here in. Uh, on, on the lake up north of Toronto, so um, uh, share share everything with me. Uh, we're we're keen to keen to discover. Well, well, I think I mean there's a couple of things. There's like ten quick things I want to get out to the people. And you know, the the first thing is you know, when you go there, obviously you've got guides and sherpas, and they carry your stuff. And these guys are like four foot nothing, um, and they they're carrying forty kilos of of weight, and they're carrying it for four to five hours a day to the next tea house until you get there, and then then away you go. And so um, the first thing that sort of struck me was these guys don't complain. They, yeah. they just get in there and they do the job. They know what it's going to take. They know uh, how difficult it's going to be. They know what sort of challenge it's going to be. They know how hard it's going to be, but they never complain. And I think if I look at top agents, that's a quality that they have. Um, that's a mindset they have. There's, there's no use complaining. There's no use wasting energy. There's no use burning that up on something that's not necessary. Just get on with the job. And I saw Sherpas carrying incredible, not ours were about up to 35 to 40 kilos, but I've seen others carrying even more. And we're talking hours and hours and hours up inclines like this, down inclines like that, um, without one complaint. Um, just grateful that they had uh, a job, grateful they were contributing, grateful they were part of something. And I think, you know, that's a great place to start when you want to get your mindset right. The second thing was we had one person that, that didn't make it, yeah. but this person pushed themselves to the point of no return until um, they couldn't make it, till they were actually, <clears throat> you know, in danger. We had to send them back on a helicopter. And, okay. you know, it just goes to show the human spirit um, and that ability to, to be resilient and, and to push through. I mean, this person was taking, uh, you know, one, two, three, four steps and then stopping. So we had a guide with her um, for a lot of the, lot of the trek. Um, but she was determined to get through. So you can imagine six to seven hours of that a day for 11 days. And this person just kept going and kept going and kept going. And what stood out was the fact that, that you know, we have something inside us, Ray, that sometimes we don't understand. And, and it is that resilience, that ability just to keep going, even if it was painstakingly one step at a time. And this person, even though they didn't get to the end, they really shone through and were, were such a champion. Um, but the point is, when you think you can't, you, you can, yeah. and 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 that's it. You just keep going until you know you, you call it a day. You got nothing left, and you need to to quit for whatever reason, which is you know this in this person's case their health. Yeah. Uh, but their mind was still in the game. The mind was still wanting to push through. The mind was still wanting to go that last day. Uh, but uh, doctors' orders uh, had them turn around and go back. Tell me, tell me one, one quick question. Yeah. Um, for those of us who don't know, uh, and, and I, I'm included in that, I mean, I've, I've been mountain biking in the, in the Rockies in Alberta. It was fairly high and, and 
I was running out of breath, but uh, that's about all. And it wasn't for very long, um, yeah. just an afternoon. Tell us what altitude sickness, what happens? Because so, I think so that's an important go, part of it. You go to about five and a half, uh, 5,500 metres, then back down to 5,300 metres. Everest itself is about 8,300. So base camp's the sort of the foot of that in a sense. Um, but with, with uh, altitude sickness, you get dizzy, you get thumping headaches, you get nausea, you can get diarrhoea. There's a whole lot of, you get totally exhausted. You, you're just absolutely spent. Um, and so if you're dealing with that all at once, and then trying to walk four to five hours a day across that type of, uh, you know, wilderness, it's, it's quite challenging. So the, the people to be able to do that um, was, was quite remarkable. But again, it just shows the fact that when we think we can't, we actually can. There's, yeah. always, just a little, there's always just a little bit left, Ray. There's always just a little bit more to, to be able to push through. It's like, um, I don't know if there's any boxing fans, but there was, um, you know, Joshua fight that was on the other day. Um, the heavyweight title, they, he didn't have a chance. And uh, look, he's just become the world champion. So yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, always, there's always something inside us that can just get us that little bit more when we think that uh, there's nothing left, mate. Yeah, like Scott Morrison. Yeah, well, that's, what, yeah. <laughs> that's a good example. <laughs> it's a great example, mate. It's a great example. Um, another thing that sort of stood out was, you know, um, every day the, the landscape changes. Every yeah. day you... You could be in a pine needle forest um, and then next minute you're in glaciers. You're standing on a Coomba ice floor where the, the, the trekkers go up yeah. uh, to climb over us. Um, and it just, it just struck me, Ray, that sometimes we get a little bit complacent with our day-to-day lives and we don't look around the corner with excitement. We don't anticipate something amazing that's going to happen the next day. We don't look at the opportunity that's going to present itself. We're not optimistic about tomorrow. Sometimes one day runs into the other and we get that groundhog day. But out there on the mount, every day was just spectacular. It was a postcard, picture-perfect landscape every single day, and it was different. It was quite incredible, and it challenged me to think, about my life and the way I perceive day-to-day life. Um, and I came back excited and fervent about the fact that today's another day. Let's get into this day. What's going to happen tomorrow? Something exciting is going to be around that, that bend across that bridge. Over Optimism. That Optimism. Optimism. Something is going yeah. to be happening that's exciting. And we need to look at life like it's a changing landscape. Okay. It can change, and if we change our perspective on that, it's going to change. And I know, like that was, analogy. Yeah, it was an amazing thing to embrace the where we were, what was happening with people changing, and then the next day waking up, moving into a whole new, different landscape. And I think if we anticipate that in our life, uh, the universe will definitely um, deliver it. Um, <laughs> So you, mentioned the other, the, you mentioned the Sherpas before. Quick question. So, sorry to interrupt, yeah, but right. just sidebar. Had any of those, had, had any of the Sherpas on your team actually summited? Uh, a couple had. Interesting enough, one of our guides at base camp, Candy, 23-year-old, was just about to summit um, as well. He was showing us the Kumba Icefall, um, but he summited when he was actually 19. Wow. So... Um, yeah, these, these guys are just durable. They are incredibly strong. Uh, they are mentally tough. 
but they're the most humble people, which is the next thing I wanted to talk about, about life okay. on the mountain okay. is, is, uh, is a happy life. You know, it's a third world type country, but you don't sort of see the desperation on the mountain, maybe in the cities a little bit, but on the mountain, life is life. Is life. And the people we met, the kids we met, um, it, it just made us happy to see them but it, it challenged me particularly about my level of baseline of happiness and where where it comes from and coming back to a world where we have to have everything and need everything and if we don't have a sale then we're not happy if nothing happens for us in our life we're not happy if we don't have money we're not happy all this stuff that we set up expectations around uh -huh. out there in the moment it, it didn't mean diddly squat mate yeah it didn't yeah uh, well happy, happy, happiness is the is the ultimate success isn't it well, it's, it's quite incredible when you see people living, you know, and they're not living, uh, you know, in abject poverty, but they're living really basic. It's like the fire to cook, cook their meals uh, most of the time. Um, yeah. They're living in some sort of stone sort of um, place. Um, it's obviously cold, um, but they're, they're running around, tending to their, their fields, they're doing the basic stuff, the subsistent stuff of life. Um, but they've got a smile on their face. Yeah. Um, and you've got to question that and say, well, hang on a second, what, what do they have that I possibly don't have? Where do I miss the point? How do I potentially clutter up my world with stuff that's not important uh, when sometimes just the basics is enough to produce that happiness? And, and you know, that left a really big impression on me okay. meeting people yeah. along the way over the 50, because you're out there for two weeks and you're meeting all sorts of people. Um, but like I said, their happiness was they just radiated um and and you looked around and you couldn't see couldn't see a, a playstation you couldn't see a mercedes <laughs> there was no pool in the backyard there was no social there was nothing uh, and there's not there's anything wrong with those things but i think that they've got something that we haven't got that we can yeah. learn from yeah and that is let's just start with the basics of what it means to be human and that is grateful to be alive and have the basics to exist, and then let's let's keep on from there and, and get some bonuses. Uh, yeah. Why not? So that was really in, uh, you know uh, really confronting at times, but challenging. And I think you know we can learn a lot from that uh, as well. <clears throat> the other thing is number five is preparation is everything, and yeah. I think this is one of the mindset of, sets of top agents for sure. Um, we had to train for eight or so months, and to be honest, I probably put in seventy percent of the training effort, and I got stung uh, on the mountain <laughs> on the trek for it. Um, so, uh, you know, I learned a valuable lesson that you know when you when you up your game, when you want to take your game to another level, when you want to take your business to another level, if you're an agent that's uh, doing average numbers and you want to, you're that agent and you want to go up to that next level. You try and cut corners, take shortcuts, you're going to get stung. Yeah. Um, if you want to do something different in the business, then you have to come back to the drawing board and say, okay, how do I really prepare and plan for this? Otherwise, it's going to, it's going to fall apart. And, mm -hmm. you know, I learned that personally. I got a bit of altitude sickness. Um, I didn't train as much as I should have. Uh, a couple of other little things I didn't prepare for. Um, and out there, you, there's no doctor. There's no, uh, there's no shop around the corner. Uh, you're stuck uh, in the wilderness um, trying to work it out, uh, tea house to tea house, six hours walk to six hour walk. Um, and so preparation is key. Preparation is key.
get out there and have a crack at it, but make sure you have a lot of preparation. Well, that's a, that's a great analogy for real estate success is that the, you know, the top agents are continually training. They are really studying their craft and, and, you know, this, this, and you and I've said this before, the missing link, the missing link is mindset. You can have all the tools, you can have all the skills, you can have all of that, but Mm. it's what happens between your ears is that most Mm. little valuable piece of real estate that's, that's going to uh, determine your success or otherwise. Yeah. And and that's part of that whole having a mindset that understands how important preparation is for Mm -hmm. success. Yeah. Love it. Um, the other thing that was really cool, once we got to base camp, we were, there's only 5% of operators that actually are allowed to stay in base camp because it's basically set up, you know, there's 300 people trying to summit the highest mountain in the world. And they're all in this area on a glacier that's covered in rock, uh, which is quite unique as well. Um, but they're all there to do one thing, and that's to, to get to the top. Um, and we had an opportunity in our camp to have a lady called Roxanne who was from uh, Switzerland. And she was summiting. She'd spent her whole life summiting mountains and this was her time to uh, achieve her dream. And, and she had dinner with us. She stayed in our, in our wow. camp and we got to listen to her for about half an hour about you know, where she's come from, what she's trying to do. Um, but a couple of things that stand out from her, which is what top agents have, and that is that ability to be obsessively focused. Yeah. Um, she'd sacrificed a lot to get to where she, she, she was. Um, she was completely and utterly obsessed about achieving the goal um, and it really stood out. And the determination that she showed uh, and the focus was, was absolutely incredible. And I think in real estate, that's one of the missing ingredients as well, is that ability in your mind to be obsessively focused. What do I need to actually do? So she, she paid money, she sacrificed time, social life. She, she put stuff aside to climb and she actually summited as well. A couple of weeks after we left, we, we contacted, we were in contact and she summited as well. Because that, that was a pretty horrific time. I, I, I picked up on the press of that, obviously mindful of your journey, but um, I saw the long trails of 300 plus people. And in yeah. fact, there were a couple of fatalities as well. So it was, it was pretty yeah, hardcore, eh? Yeah, there's always people dying on the mound, but because of the congestion at the moment, it's making it a little bit more difficult. I mean, people die when they go to base camp as well. So yeah. um, it was incredible to, to meet her. We also got to meet Mike Hamill, who uh, has summited a number of times, seven plus times, I think. And he had an expedition of about 90 people, I think one of the largest there. And we got to sit with him, uh, the team, and listen to him talk about his life as a mountaineer and climber and summiting Everest and, and why he does what he does. And again, um, just the single focus and determination about achieving a goal, um, you know. And so for agents listening out there, it's what is your goal? What, what are you trying to achieve and how singularly focused and obsessed are you about that goal and achieving it? I mean, these, yeah. people, these people are rare humans, mate. They're just different types of people. And to get around their energy, to be in their space was quite... Uh, incredible, um, and I definitely walked away inspired and and a little bit more obsessive than I I was when I left. I mean, a little bit of obsession is not a bad thing. It's a yeah. good thing. It gets you laser focused on what you need to do. And if we if we think of anything that causes agents to fail, it's distractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just they're distracted, and they're distracted because their goal is not complete enough. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not they don't have the ability to focus on it 
hard enough in that, in that obsessive way. And you get around people like Roxanne and Michael, they are just blinkered. It is, this is what we need to do and this is how we're going to do it. Um, I mean, Roxanne particularly, she, she did all this herself. She had a couple of guides. She was in the camp by herself. She spent many, 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 many weeks and weeks and weeks alone um, just climbing. Um, you've got to understand, when you get out there in base camp and you see the Kumbu Icefall, this is a, one of the most hospitable places on earth. Yeah. to get through um and you know then you go to camp one camp two camp three camp four come back and up and down and to see her you know um just doing this journey by herself was inspiring enough no big support team uh, no friends around just one human focused on a goal and getting it done very, very well, impressive i i guess i guess jet um just pick up on that just uh, back on that point i i guess a fair degree of obsession is probably mandatory, just like it is with with a top agent. Um, you know, the men and women that are the elite performers. I'd I'd call some of those people obsessed in a good way, in a, yeah. in a good way. And I think you know, like I, I we 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 obsess about certain things. And I mean, um, for somebody for the for the gentleman who's who's summited seven times. That's got to be an obsession, moving to or almost an addiction, I guess, to to want to be able yeah. to do that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah a positive definitely. addiction. Yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. I mean, we've talked about this in our wellness and well-being stuff. Obviously, obs- obsessiveness and you know going too far and working yourself into the ground uh, can have negative effects on your health, your family relationships. But I'm talking about a healthy obsession. Yeah, these these guys have a healthy obsession. You know, they've, they've got you know families, they've got a job. I mean, this lady's a. Um, a police detective back in Switzerland. Um, so they've got lives, they're solid, um, their health's awesome, their mindset's awesome, um, but they've got a healthy obsession. They've, they've got a determination that just is, you know, it's overwhelming when you get around when you get around them. Crazy, so, yeah. Um, the, other, the other thing I want to talk about just quickly is perspective. When you're out there, you just get a different perspective. And, and yeah. I just challenge people um, to try and get out of this, construct sometimes out somewhere and just try and get a different perspective about life then come back into here and you'll be more refreshed you'll be more renewed you'll be more reflective you'll be more energized you'll be more on purpose um i think that's really key because out there your perspective changes you know after uh you know we're out there for a couple of days not only the, the the scenery but the fact of shit i'm actually trekking the base camp mount everest um and, and you're, you, you sort of, life just shifts in an instant from being home in your office to, hang on, looking at an 8,000 metre uh, high mountain or a beautiful glacier or a, a rushing river or an incredible forest that just goes on for uh, hundreds of kilometres. Your perspective changes and it makes you a bit more grateful and appreciative of what you've got. And I think that's in, important. And if we look at top agents mindsets they have a perspective you know if it's a tough market a good market it doesn't really matter their perspective is about what is going to work how can i make this happen and what do i need to do yeah. uh, right now so perspective yeah. is key. when um, when you're in that situation and you're looking at those beautiful those you know those those national geographic scenes and and mm. i saw some of your photos but I, I don't think anything could do it justice like like being there in the flesh but my question is did it did it help you kind of live more in the present and focus a little bit more on that? I, I think when you're there, you, you you're definitely more in the now because there's less uh, distractions, there's less yeah 
noise going on. So you have the ability to focus. The idea is for me was to bring it back here and, and how do I bring that into now considering all the things that I need to get involved in and want to be a part of. Yeah. Um, it just strengthened that resolve to go, hang on a second, sometimes if I'm, gonna, if I'm going too fast, I just need to stop. Yeah. I just need to stop and remember the mountain or I just need to stop and give thanks for what I'm grateful for. <clears throat> I just need to stop and have perspective. Or <clears throat> if I get stressed or a challenge or there's some obstacle, it's no big deal. I just shift the perspective. Um, I'm not going to let that bother me. I'm not going to sweat the small stuff. Um, because I've seen, you know, a contrast of life that I've never seen before. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about this before. I mean, after the mountain, <clears throat> I went to 4,000-year-old city Varanasi. So that was another perspective. Gender. In India. Uh, yeah, in India. Yeah. And I think, yeah, there's a good term, perspective bender. I think the more we bend our perspective, uh, the better it, it, it is. When tell, we us come about, back, tell us about, tell our listeners about that because you were just telling me before. It's like nothing I've ever heard of. Tell us about this place. Well, I went to Varanasi to go full circle after a couple of years of self-growth and development and a journey that I've been on. And uh, you know, Varanasi is a 4,000-year-old city on the Ganges, the Mother Ganges, they call it, and it's seven kilometres of cremations um, uh, on the river. And then they put, the, they, they, they put bodies in the river. We've seen bodies getting pushed into the river. We, we stepped over bodies. We saw bodies getting burned. There's worship 24 7. Wow. It's a city that most of the Hindu people come to want to die, uh, to, to go to, to heaven um, and to wash in the Ganges, to wash away their sin and to um, create new life. <clears throat> and it was just an amazing place to be. And I asked my partner to be my co creator in life there as well. So that was a bonus. Wow. Congratulations. It was just an incredible place. That was a, an eye opener. It was just been base camp for three weeks and then smack bang in the middle of 4,000 year old city on the Ganges. Yeah. Did you life, go into the water yourself? Um, I, I dipped my finger in and okay. <laughs> I, I've seen some dead animals and, you know, like we saw okay. a boat 20 meters away. Some of them just pushed the body into the river and sunk to the bottom. So oh, it's okay. an incredible place. Thousands and thousands of people were um, washing in the Ganges as a way to get rid of their sin and create new life. So it was a very powerful thing. But again, perspective. It just created perspective. And I, and I you know, I want more of that perspective because when I come back to, to, to this life, it helps me focus. It gives me energy. It helps me um, stay on what's important. And I think that's the thing about perspective. Perspective gets rid of all the noise and the clutter and the bullshit and it says this is what you need to be directing your energy towards. This is what okay. you need to be focused on. So go and focus on that. Um, the other thing is, you know, and part of this is, you know, the, on the mountain people people died and death is a reality of life. Um, and it's not something, I think when we fear, when we fear life coming to the end or we think, oh, it's going to come to the end one day, then we live small. When we think that death is just another doorway to another life, I think we start to think big and we have yeah. no fears. I yeah, saw a yeah. lot of people overcome a lot of fears on the trek as well. Um, personal challenges, heights, you know, being alone, away from the family. Uh, all, there's a whole range of things that come up for them. And for me, I just summed it up in the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, we're all, we're all actually fearing death. We're fearing life ending when we should be fearing life just continuing. It's just part and parcel of the cycle. Um, and if we engage in that type of thinking, um, I think life becomes bigger, better, um, and more involved from our point of view, I think a deeper level of experience and existence. So um, 
that's one thing that I sort of got philosophically anyway. Yeah. The other thing was that the, these guys here, this team, um, was quite incredible. It just showed me how much teamwork, how important teamwork is. I mean, top agents, um, you know, they create great teams. And, you know, a, a great team is full of people who step up and say what is best for the team right now. Yeah. And, you know, I think I learned a big lesson with these, you know, uh, 11 people that I was with because um, as we were talking before, they just stood up, they supported each other, they led, they were there for each other, um, they were challenged, they, they were inspiring, they were motivating each other and they just took a hold of this whole trek and they just moved it forward. I didn't really have to do anything, it was facilitated yeah. personal development and I come back thinking, you know, because I work with teams and cultures and that type of thing, what is a great culture, what is a great team and, and it's simply that, people that put their stuff aside and say, what's best for the people in my team right now? What what do they actually need? How can I contribute to them? Yeah. Um, and, and that was really, really a big lesson for me. And, and if people are in a team and they don't want to step up and do that, they're more self-motivated or it's about them, then the team breaks down. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, you know that saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go further, go with the team. So Okay. Okay. Last one, mate. Uh, no regrets. Yep. Yeah. So I think people want experiences now. I think people want to find purpose. I think people want to do something different with their lives. I think yeah. people uh, want to get out there and experience things. And I think, you know, this showed me that with these people particularly that, you know, we can't live with regrets. You know, we can't compromise our life. We have to draw a line in the sand and say, what type of life do I want to have? What type of business do I want to have? What type of agent do I want to be? And we need to cross that line. And we need to look at the things that we're compromising on, the decisions we're not making, where we're not being certain about what it is that we want. And we need to cross that line and we need to get into a space where we're existing at a higher level of experience in life. And that requires us to have no regrets. Um, and that was probably the biggest lesson for me out there, which inspired me on to even bigger thinking. And that is, you know, I'm not going to live, you know, life with any regrets. What do I need to do to make sure that I don't have any regrets yeah. in my life? Um, and I think that's, that's probably one of the most important things that came out of this whole thing because people get to the end of their lives full of regrets, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we don't need to do that. We just need to make a decision. What am I not happy about with my life? What do I need to change? What am I not happy about with myself? What am I not happy about with my family? What, what is it that I need to contribute to to make a difference in to change so that I don't have any regrets? What sort of life do I want to live? What do I need to create right now so that I have my best life? Who do I need to be to be my best version? What am I not doing? What do I need to do? Um, and, and that's probably the overarching thing for me that came out of the whole thing is that, you know, every day, every second, it's going to be not lived with any type of regrets. It's going to be full on, foot to the floor, let's do this, baby. And looking forward rather than, than looking back. Well, uh, a great Stephen Hawking's quote the other day I put up on social was, uh, it's don't look at your feet, look at the stars. Yeah, yeah, nice. And, uh, I like you know, that. Yeah. Um, a life of regret is, is just not, not worth it in any way, shape or form. And I think we just need to be brave and have the courage to go, hang on a second, what is it that I want for me and my life and those around me and make decisions accordingly? Yeah, cool. Um, I know it's early days and you're just back, but are you thinking of doing it again next year? Mate, we're looking at 
base camp for ages 2020. So if anyone's okay. interested, hit me up, Jed Xavier on Facebook. Yep. Uh, about 15 agents. We've got about six interested already. Okay. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I'll put it out there. We'll see if we get if the energy brings the people in, and, and we'll definitely run it again, and we'll run the program again, because this development program was was this, was crucial to uh, the the change that a lot of people made in yep. reflection, in being challenged about thinking, in understanding a lot of principles about human development. So if I can do that again and help people, uh, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm loving life. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. That's awesome, mate. Well, congratulations. It's a, it's a, it's a mighty effort, um, and yeah, I, it was just amazing following your your adventure. I mean, you know, you can go to Hawaii, you can go to Paris, or you can go to yeah. Base Camp Everest, and um, yeah. for a life changing experience. And I and I challenge everyone now to do something crazy. Yeah, do something crazy with their life at least once. Yeah, uh, it's a yeah. game changer. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. uh, And I look forward to catching up with you shortly. Cheers, buddy. Speak soon. Thanks, brother. Bye, mate. It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray.